0: Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media how they overcame their own insecurities and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So, if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And today, let me let me throw shade at myself because in so this will be when this is released, this will be episode 136 of the podcast, and I had never, ever forgot to push the record button on a single one of those 135 episodes, except for one time, one time. And not only did I forget to hit record, but but Jonathan, you spilled coffee on yourself and on your desk as we were prepping to record that podcast. Yeah. And and then I had to grovel back on my hands and knees to uh, embarrassingly admit that I didn't hit the record button.
1: And we had an unbelievable conversation. Man, it was awesome. Uh, I'm glad to do it again. But yeah, I remember that vividly. And I felt like such a dope.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Spilling coffee on yourself isn't as bad as not hitting record on a really good 40-minute podcast episode. And so... I'm just thankful, first of all, that you that you agreed to come back to this freaking morons podcast.
1: Hey, I appreciate you. There's grace, so. and we both did it together, and we get to do it again. That's right. And hopefully, we cover half as many good things as we did last time because it was awesome.
0: I don't know. I we're about to find out, but I do know that it says recording on my screen right now. It's official. So we have at least done the first step correctly. But guys, for, for those of you that that don't know Jonathan and you should, what rock do you live under? If you don't already know him, he is a world-class guitarist that yes. uh, he doesn't like to, he, he's very famous in Minnesota where, where he's from. Um, But in Texas, he actually moved down here to get away from the celebrity status that <laughs> he had in Minnesota. And, and so now he gets to just live under the radar as a mortgage lender because nobody cares about those. And so nobody bothers him and his family, but guys, he, he, He's unbelievable in business. I I watch him be a father on social media. I watch him do video content. I watch just the way he lives his life with integrity and character. He also happens to be a freaking baller dresser and always has the dopest suits on. And so I pretty much hope that when I am reincarnated in my future life, which I actually don't believe in, that I'm going to come back as you. That's actually like, you are my spirit animal,
1: Jonathan Angelo, bro. Welcome officially back to the show. I don't know that I can follow that up at all. Like we should just end it there because we've set the bar so high now that it's game over. So high. I I wanted you to feel the pressure. I do. I do. It's intense. I appreciate it though. I'm so thankful to be here, Kyle. I watch you just the same. You're an incredible dad. You've got another one on the way. And I don't know how you do it all, honestly, because I struggle with my schedule not even traveling and you're constantly on yep. the road and you're an amazing dad. And so that requires being intentional. And I look up to you for that, man. Or bro,
0: my secret is it just requires you to be average at everything. That too. <laughs> you know, you just if I just keep being average at a lot of things, they all add up to a decent thing, you know. That's good. That's so good, man. bro, let let's jump in. Um I, I wanna because there's parts of your story that I don't even know. Yeah. All right, so you you guys came down to Texas what seven ish years ago now?
1: 2015.
0: You know, so yes, yeah. Yeah, so eight years ago. Tell us the story, right? Like what what brought yeah. you guys down here? You know, man, give so us this, that background.
1: Yeah, this is good. That's a good question. So in, I started in the mortgage industry in 2009 and okay. it was just year. right after great the recession to start. you know things were terrible and i kid you not i'm sitting in the graduation aisle with everybody at northwestern college in minnesota we're going through graduation and i leaned over to the girl next to me i'm like hey what are you doing for work after this <laughs> and she's like i love it because nobody the semester before us everybody got a job my semester nobody could find a job because it was just terrible uh, economy yeah. and so she's like hey I'm going to start as a temp at Wells Fargo. And so is the rest of this row. And Dan at the end uh, works for the temp agency and he's our recruiter. (laughs) And so that was on a Friday and I started on Monday. I had no idea what I was getting into and anything I ever done. It's, Hey, just be as good as you can. Yeah. So I learned the industry and worked my way up the ranks and ended up in the B2B side uh, growing businesses, growing contracts, uh, getting them signed so that people would drive their business to the bank. And I had interview after interview, trying to climb the corporate ladder and was getting stuck. Uh, and there were a couple of instances where one of them, I was the number one they w- wanted and they wanted to offer me a job, but they had this internal rule where you could only go up a certain percentage for mm-hmm. an increase. And so I said, Hey, if I take this, or if I don't take this job, you're going to give it to the number two guy, And give him better pay than me even though he's less qualified just because he's outside of the company Mm. and they're like yeah we're gonna have to do that i'm out I, i don't i don't want this job i don't want to be part of that culture and so there were three instances where that happened and finally i threw my hands up one day i was like hey i'm out i can't do this anymore i'm just gonna go back to work and when i did that two days later i got a phone call from somebody down here that was like hey We want you to come down here and help grow our business. Wow. Can you come do it? Never been to Dallas. Never knew anybody in Dallas. Had no family in Dallas. Came down here. 48 hours later, made the decision. 30 days later, we moved down here with a one-year-old. Woo. And it was enough. It was one of those times in life where you double up. So my wife was able to sit, stay at home uh, with our daughter and we were able to just get through it. But that's what got me here and then continued to work through the B2B and then eventually switched wow. over to working with realtors and clients directly.
0: So pretty wild. It is wild and you know I I love hearing people's stories cuz you know we did we did very similar like we picked up and uh moved from Texas to Oklahoma with a 6-month old. And you know with and it, it, it was just like I don't even. It's hard to even talk about it because I. It was just such a wild time in our lives, yeah. That would have never happened if it wasn't just for God orchestrating us and moving pieces and, and just forcing us to have no other option but to ultimately say yes, you know. And so, yeah. so you're here. You've been yeah. here since 2015. When. Like, do you remember the moment when you were like, man, there, there's something to this social media thing. Yeah. Like, I probably need to be paying closer attention to this.
1: So obviously you kind of, man, it's kind of like hearing about Bitcoin back in 2010. Like, oh, yeah. something's going on, but I don't trust somebody's uncle who just fell off the couch and told me about it. So <laughs> yeah, what's going on in the background? And I never took it seriously. I thought my viewpoint of social media was the YouTubers just doing random pranks or things and it's entertainment purposes only. Um, but then, you know, post COVID the world changed for us in our industry and kind of hit a complete dead wall. I mean, even last February compared to this February, we were going crazy. It was still really busy. You couldn't find time in the day. And then June came and it's like the wheels fell off. Yeah. Something completely stopped. And I thought, I need to switch what I'm doing. A lot of my relationships were corporate based. I didn't really have a big network, but I've been doing this a long time. I know mm. what I'm doing. What's the quickest way to cast a wide net for people to quickly understand who I am and quickly trust me and know, hey, this guy knows his stuff? I could have as many coffee dates as we wanted to, buy as many lunches as we can, but it's so limiting. And so for me, it was let's go ahead and throw this net out there. I got to try it. And it was scary. I bet. Um, man, I'd never done video before, came from a creative background, but didn't know what I was doing. So I kept, you know, killing myself, trying to go through the process and show my wife, Hey, what do you think about this video? What do you think about the way this sounds or the way this looks? And she's like, "Will you finally just post one. And so I did it and it was awesome. And it was wow. scary. And I look back at it and it was terrible, uh, but I did the thing and it was cool. Yeah.
0: But so, so talk me through like, when like you, you can look back now and say it was terrible, but in the moment you're legit saying it was awesome. So what, because I know way more people that said I did it and it sucked and I hate you for making me do that. (laughs) Right. So what was it that allowed you to go? This is awesome.
1: Um, man, I struggled. I'm a perfectionist. I struggled with lighting and sound. I wanted it to look professional and everything that I saw was you need an expensive camera. You need this gear. You need that. I do everything from my iPhone still today. And it's continuing to do it and put the reps in to get the craft better. So compared to what I do now, it was terrible. But for somebody who'd never posted one online, it felt awesome uh, to say, Hey, this is something I did and I'm proud of it. It's really cool.
0: I, um, I post, a a quote in, in my coaching group yesterday from Gary V that said, you're not a perfectionist. You're just scared.
1: Yeah, totally. And there's that holds so much truth because if you really think about what's holding you back from posting a video for me, it was, what's my circle going to think who what's John doing now? Why is he posting this video? Yeah. And, and what's funny is during COVID, none of my friends actually used me because they didn't think they could because I never told them they could. Wow. You know, for for their mortgage. And yeah. so doing it this way, now I've had way more conversations with my friends and my immediate sphere than I ever did before, simply just because I'm doing the thing that I thought was probably going to be annoying to them, but they love it. And now that opens up that dialogue. Bro, it,
0: it's it's so powerful. And I think we we've got to talk about like the mindset piece to all of this because mm. it, it it social media is so fickle right i, I just spoke at an event last week where uh, well i i was sat on a panel let's see so we uh, you know yeah you spoke. the actual speakers all had millions and millions of followers yeah and 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 i looked at at several of them and thought man like my like my content is as good as theirs Mm. Right. Like, I'm giving better advice than I think they are. I'm a better speaker than you are. Right. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But the reality is, is like, they have millions of followers and I don't. And yeah. so I walked away from that conference going, man, I learned some stuff, but do I feel inferior now? Mm. Like, am I less than now that I'm surrounded by all these big fish in this room? And, and bro, it's like, it's crazy. So how do you overcome the the constant like roller coaster yeah. right, of, of, of what our minds do to us when we try to put ourselves out there like this?
1: I struggle with that. Um, I always have. I, I've always cared what people think, uh, yeah. mainly because I want to be a person of influence and I also want to be a likable, kind guy. And so when you put yourself on the internet, you're going to find everybody. And yeah. we've talked about this. The last time we recorded this, but here it is for the first time is the only person who I think shouldn't do video is the person who has zero friends, because obviously if you have one friend, somebody's going to like you, you're going to find more of them when you cast a wider net. And so there's that part of the mindset of just get over the hump and do it. Um, But then there's the other mindset of, okay, now I've started this train. I can't stop this train, but some days I don't want to be on the train. And yeah. so what do I do? Because man, I don't have a library and I was really bad at this six months ago compared to it now, but it was man, I ran out of videos. I don't have a library I can pull from to post yeah. something. I really yeah. don't want to post today, or I've got a pimple on my face and I really don't want to show Break that pimples, off bro. the worst. Right. And it's like, there aren't enough filters in the <laughs> world to cover this thing yeah. up. Yeah. And so now to combat that, I take the emotion out of it and I schedule it. And so every Friday I've got my one hour, two hour block where I'll go in and I'll batch record everything yeah. and I'm set for two weeks. And so if I Love get that. sick or something comes up, I dig into it so that I eliminate that roller coaster.
0: Okay. So talk me through that process Yeah. of, so the first thing you're doing right is you're scheduling yeah. an appointment with yourself to actually create content, right? That's the first thing that most people fail to do is they're like, "I'm gonna do it this week," or they yeah. might even say, "I'm gonna do it Friday, right, but they don't give it an appointment on the calendar the way they would a lunch the way they would a coffee with a you know a referral partner, and yeah. so that's that's the first step to this equation but but then walk me through how do you decide the videos you're gonna film that day right like let's start there
1: yeah good, good question so So I schedule it nine o'clock on Fridays. Every Friday, that's what I do, and I schedule it for one hour. But if I get real inspired, it'll go for two. You know. Okay. Um, And what I my goal for that session is to record five videos. Okay. Five five videos. Right now, I'm on. I I scaled back actually, and I post three reels a week. Um, That's my goal: three reels a week. Okay. So if I do five, it'll spill into the next week or give me an extra if there's something going on. Um, Obviously, there's other content you've got carousels, you've got posts, you've got right. Instagram stories, but my focus for that session is just create reels. Okay. And the, the way I look at reels is to provide value and also to market, to entice either a future client or a future business partner relationship to be attracted to that. So that's the main focus. Throughout the week, I have a note on my phone where if I have a conversation with somebody and I'm like, Hey, I've had this question three times this week, I'll add that to the note. Yep. If it's, I read a cool article, I'll save that post. I'll save the article in there. I'll save the tweet, whatever it is, or somebody else posted a video. I'll put the link to it in there so that I have content to go off of. Yeah. And then we talk about this too, but AI has been super helpful too. If I run out of ideas, if I get to that day and I'm like, Hey, my notepad's empty add GPT for the win and not Bro. necessarily to completely write out a script, but to write out the ideas of things I'm going yeah. to talk about.
0: Well, and, and let's, like you and I were talking before we hit record, that the last time we recorded this episode, yeah, AI, like in the way we're now using it, it did not exist. Not at all. Right? So, so we're, we're, we're talking about in, in, in 90 days, right? 120 days, like a few months ago when we recorded the first time, that like the entire universe has changed. We've been given this gift, at least I see it that way, right? That that can come in and fill our fill the spots where we're struggling, can come in and give us, you know, opportunity when we don't see any. It, it can provide ideas when we don't feel creative, and so you were like, "Dude, AI has completely changed the way that I do what I do." And so, what, like, what does that it mean has. for you? Because so many lenders are going. Whoa, I don't like this thing's fighting for my business, for my job. I don't want anything to do with this. I'm old school, man. So let's talk about it.
1: I don't think we can, Kyle. I think it's, it's here to stay and it's going to continue to evolve. And the way that you use it is going to continue to evolve. So, um, not even talking about how I use it, but using that, you said, um, we're fighting it. So my brother, my brother's a graphic designer. And okay. he got, he got commissioned for, uh, building, uh, essentially a magazine. And part of that, he's got a collage in there. So he sent it to me and he said, Hey, what do you think of this collage? And I, because I've gone real deep on AI, I was like, which AI did you use for that? He's like, you can tell. I was like, only I can tell most people wouldn't yeah. be able to tell, yeah. you know, his wife didn't know she didn't have the eye for it. My wife, who's also a graphic designer looked at it and she didn't know it was AI, but I knew wow. And he said, I've got this ethical dilemma that I used AI to generate this picture. And I'm being paid to now put this in this magazine. I said, you can't think of it that way. Yeah. I believe the future of those types of positions and really any position is who's going to know how to communicate with the AI to generate the actual, who's going to give it the prompts to give the output that we want to see. And if you are really good at prompting AI to generate the response, you're going to be top dollar. I mean, you're going to be sought after and everybody's going to be like, how did they get that? And so that's how I've kind of now approached it with my content is, okay, if I'm blank or struggling for inspiration, what are things I can ask this tool to generate and then go and put my own spin on it? Obviously it's not my voice, but how do I do it?
0: Well, I, I kind of look at AI right now as like the new age paintbrush. Yeah. Right. It's not taking away from the paintbrush. It's the new paintbrush because you and I could both go into Chad GPT with the attempt to do the same thing and yours could be amazing and mine could suck. Yeah. Because we've got to be very intentional with what we're prompting it to do with the way we're asking it to do things. Like I wrote the back cover of my book in Chad GPT. It's awesome. Right. I wrote it. I loaded it into chat GPT and I was like, this sucks. Rewrite it. And they rewrote it. Yeah. And it sucked less. Yep. And then I said, can you add dry and witty humor to it? And then they added dry and witty humor to it. I was like, that's it. That's what I right. wanted it to be like.
1: So the dangerous extreme of this is someone could go to AI chat GPT. You can do this today. Say, write 50 quotes inspirational quotes, whatever, quotes about running. Then you take that 10 seconds later after it puts it out, take it over to Canva and use their AI tool and say, generate 50 tiles using these 50 quotes. And so then it'll do all the work for you. And then you take that into another AI and say, now schedule all these posts over the next two months. And in 10 minutes, you have 50 days of content. But I think that's the extreme of There's no personal touch to it. It's not your voice. It's literally a robot and it's worthless. Yeah. But when you infuse yourself and come alongside, use that as a tool or as that paintbrush, it's a game changer. Game changer.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're 100% right. The, the people that are still afraid of being in front of the camera. Yeah. Will be the ones that dangerously use AI to continue to hide themselves like they always have. Yep. And so they'll in their mind, they'll think, wow, I've really gotten better at social media. I'm posting every day, but it won't move the needle because there, there will still be very little of them existing there. Yeah. And so it's gotta be that, you know, that medium.
1: Totally. So I'll, I'll use it. And it's, I kind of look at it as bullet points. This is my outline of what I'm going to say uh, or help me if, man, I'm not, I'm not good with words. Uh, Writing has always been a real struggle for me. And so if I need to write a post and I'll give it the idea, it'll kind of do that for me. And then I can go back and massage it a little bit to fit my thing.
0: Bro, I, last week I wrote a post for Instagram and then of course I put it everywhere, but I wrote the post and I I liked the post. So I didn't want AI to do anything, Yeah. but I loaded it into chat GPT and I just said, Hey, add accurate emojis throughout this post. Boom. Like that, there were like 15 emojis throughout it. It changed the whole dynamic of the way you visually saw it. That's great. And and again, we don't know what what this stuff can and can't do until we ask it a question and it actually does something.
1: And you now have access to all the historical creativity that's ever been done before. Right. Any, Any form of medium, it's at your fingertips where before in your scenario, you wrote that and you were limited to whatever was in your mind. This is what I can do. This is what I can output. And it was good enough. Yeah. But it's better when somebody like that who knows everything can put it in there.
0: Dude, it's wild. It's wild. And so with all of this stuff, bro, like we we talked about before we started, you know, just the the roller coaster that, that we're all on that we didn't buy a ticket for. We didn't choose to stand in line for this. Yeah. But nonetheless it's the roller coaster of life and we're all in the ebbs and flows of it and and some days are great and some days are bad and and you were t- you were talking about how you know you had this wild ride uh of, oh I don't remember you said a week ago yeah. a couple weeks ago it's last week talk 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 about that story and and yeah. then I want to kind of dissect like where did you have moments to fall apart but you yeah. didn't because of your commitment to just being focused on mindset and consistency, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. I think in 2023, the way things are going right now, mindset is going to be the biggest differentiator of those who stay in the business and what they're doing and those who have to find another option. Yeah. Um, Because it's really hard. It's so hard right now, whether you're killing it or not every day is difficult. And so my week last week was I started Monday thinking I've got these three deals that are going to be awesome. They're going to close in April uh, or May, early May. What's what's going on? Three loans. And I lost all three of them that same day for mm. completely different reasons. One had a personal reason come up and they fell out of contract They lost their earnest money. It didn't work out. The other one I ended up, losing to a builder who was given awesome incentives and it didn't work out. And then the third one uh, reached out and they were like, Hey, he's pursuing other options. Cause I recently switched companies and they took that to say that I finally just threw in the towel and got out of wow. mortgage because it's been so tough lately. Oh so gosh. they went, they went elsewhere and man, that was like a kick in the pants. <laughs> it, it was tough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you think of that and it's really easy to get down in the dumps if you don't have a good sounding board and if you don't have a good foundation. And so for me, it was, okay, is this something I could have prevented? Is this something that I should have done something differently to set myself up for success so that this wouldn't have happened? Or what can I do in the future so that it doesn't happen again? And for each one of those, it was just timing. It, It just so happened that it was the same day. And the crazy part is for each one of them, I had to go back and figure out, okay, how do we fix this? How can I get that back the next day? So the next day was not necessarily focused on gaining back those three deals, but it was, okay, now I need to capture three new deals plus whatever I already had slated for this day. And so that was the mindset was don't stop, double down and move forward. Yeah. Well, throughout that, conversation started happening. And each one of those deals ended up coming back for one reason or another. The one that fell out for personal reasons, we're finding a different way to do it. The one that went with the builder decided, Hey, that builder's deal wasn't as good as we actually thought of it. And once we Mm -hmm. started moving the ball forward, we're actually going to go back with you and we're going to go with a completely different property. And then the one in uh, the other state that that I ended up losing because they thought I got out of the business I said, Hey, give me a shot. I know you've already started the process with somebody else, but we've got great rapport built up and I'm still in it. I'm sorry that that was the message that was communicated, but these are the things that I bring to the table. And they're like, Oh, we're so glad you're still in it. We wanted to work with you. We were just scared to ask because we thought you got out, but man, we love you. Let's do it. And so I, I think the message there is don't take the initial loss as a complete loss. Like the game isn't over. You just, you're down a few points. And so what are you going to do to come back, score a few more and win? That's it.
0: Man, it's, it's so good. And I think, you know, without getting too weird with people, you know, I know one of the, one of the things that that initially drew you and I to, to one another was, was our faith, right. And, and, and having that foundation set in Christ. Mm. And, and so I, I, it's not talked about enough in my opinion That like to me, without a deep a deep-rooted connection to something greater than ourselves, yeah. To me, there's really no level of mindset that can overcome like knowing who created me Mm. and that I was designed for something greater than just
1: those three loans. That's so good. Man, every day I start my day, 5 a.m. alarm goes off it is an ungodly hour. It is awful. I, I do not like mornings. I will hit this news. In fact, this week I've been really bad at it. Um, but my morning routine is wake up before everybody else is up. My kids are up at six, get a cup of coffee, sit in my chair and have my quiet time, read my Bible and pray and figure out, God, what am I doing today that yeah. is going to glorify you? And what's my purpose? What am I doing? And without that, uh, man, I couldn't do it. Let me just leave it at it, that. I I couldn't do it. Yeah, and
0: it's allowed to look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I wish I I wish I could say that I was as disciplined and you know my my quiet time and and you know that that daily stewardship that that you are, um, but for me, like my faith allows me to to every day be mindful that I am the least of these. Mm. right? That every room I walk into, there are people that I need to learn from. Quite frankly, everyone in that room has something that they can teach me. Yeah. No matter how good I am at anything, like I'm never better than anybody. And, and I think that just that, that deep rooted humility, it it allows me to create content at a really high level, right? It, It keeps me from wanting to be really salesy. It keeps me from wanting to go, man, what can I do today? On social media to like get a deal.
1: Mm.
0: Right. Like, I don't ask myself that question because my question is rooted in what can I create today that will serve someone?
1: That's so good. That's where it's it's at. You know, I think, I think early on, and obviously as you go out through the process too, but very early on, I made a lot of mistakes uh, with my social media and I approached it as this is my resume. Yeah. So when somebody sees this, it's got to be buttoned up. It's got to be professional, you know, and then nobody's got to see the point that I spilled coffee all over myself. (laughs) And then I realized, even though we
0: want to see that,
1: that's what everybody wants to see. They want to see the real you. Yeah. What's different about you. And when I think about my success and what I've done to build relationships with people, it's man, my approach to building relationships with people is meet them where they're at. Yeah. Hear what's going on see if there's any way that I can help them personally or professionally. And when you approach conversations that way, it's like, you're a servant. And realistically, I said this yesterday, I think for the first time to somebody, and it kind of went off in my mind, like, man, I'm in the service industry. Yeah. My, yeah. The product is a loan or a house, but at the end of it, we're just serving people. And if you're not doing that, you're not doing a good job.
0: Yeah. And if, if I think if if we're just looking at this from a product perspective, I think AI will beat those lenders for sure. Will beat those realtors, right? Because you'll never do that part better than any of that stuff. Yeah, the only thing we'll ever continue to do better than AI is out relationship it. Man, that's good. You know, I mean that that's it. Like it'll never. Like well, there's a ton of AI already out there that like, it'll give a, f- it'll put a fake person in a video and they'll yeah. read the script that you put in and oh. it feels real ish. Yeah. But your people don't mm-hmm. give a crap about that fake person. Cause they don't know who that is. Right. Right. They want right. to see John on there yeah. talking, sharing, spilling coffee on himself,
1: showing the right? family photos, showing what you're doing for fun. I mean, I can't tell you, I love pickleball. Uh, and I post about it. I do my Wednesday night pickleballs with everybody. I can't tell you how many people are like, "Man, I want to try that sport." I've been really wanting yeah. to get into it. Yeah. Just the smallest things are all post every time we're at church, and somebody's like, "Hey, where do you go?" I've been looking for a new one. It's yeah. like, "Cool, come join us." Love to. It's huge,
0: man. And so yeah. what? What I want to finish up with as we kind of wind this down is, you know, I've been seeing on 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 Instagram that like you've been teaching a lot. Yeah. You know, and and so you're in classroom settings in front of a lot of realtors. How has being consistent on social media, like just changed the, the atmosphere of that room when you walk in?
1: Oh, man, this is funny. So I actually think of, uh, you know, Harmozy. do you follow Harmozi or you know yeah. Alex Harmozi? Yeah, yeah. He posted a video the other day that said, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, ruined a week of his life, <laughs> bro. I just, I just I'm watched up. that like ten Did minutes you see before that we started. So he's killing it in life, but then she's out here making billions, and he's thinking, "What am I doing wrong?" Because I only made seventeen million. Obviously, right. these are not real numbers for real people, right? Right. <laughs> but, right. But somebody who I would put on a pedestal, who thinks he's doing awesome, is looking down on himself because somebody else is yeah. doing twice as much. And he said that coming to that realization was that he wasn't branding himself. Mm -hmm. He was really good at business. He was really good at doing the things and hanging the checklist, but he didn't have a brand and nobody really knew what he was. And so once he started doing video and putting things out there, he just skyrocketed and took off. And so to shift that back to me, obviously I don't make $17 million a year and I don't want it. Yeah. Market's been tough, man. Maybe next year. (laughs) Um, but, but it's, it's done the same thing. So it's created a brand where if I walk into a room and I'm not wearing black, people are like, Hey, uh, you're off brand today. What's going on? Because in all my videos, I wear a black shirt. Yeah. That's just kind of my thing, Yeah. So, but people will recognize me and I'll walk in. Not that it, I don't even have a big following, but the circles that I follow in follow me. Right. Um, and and where I've been teaching there, you know, somebody follows me or they've seen something. And what it does is create kind of a base of trust. And yep. so when you walk in, you instantly have some sort of authority, some sort of respect where I feel like a lot of times if you walk into a cold room and you don't have any of that, right, you're spending half the time just trying to gain rapport, right, gain a reputation, to gain that trust where it's just wasted time. And so this well, just and-
0: helps. And and I want to break this down for, for the listeners, right? So that they understand the depth of detail that that goes into the power of brand, mm. right? You walk into these rooms, there's 15, 20, 30, however many realtors are there, right? That you're going to get to be in front of whether to teach or, you know, I brought the donuts. And so I yeah. let me get, let me have my three minutes. The moment a realtor says, bro, you're, you're not wearing a black shirt today. Yeah. The other realtors that. Are close enough within earshot to hear that, but maybe don't know you. Yeah. Right now, they're instantly, in, instantly going, wait, what? Oh, well, in, in all of his videos, he's always wearing black, and so now all those people are at some point going to go look you up because yeah. somebody remembered something enough about you for you to be memorable. Yeah, right? the rest of that room. They're going to hear you talk. They're going to see the way you dress. They're going to experience the warmth that, that exudes out of you as just a good yeah. human being. Right. And none of them are going to go, I'm firing my lender today. Right. I'm going <laughs> to this guy. Right. No, that's what we yeah. hope happens. Right. But the reality is works. they liked you just enough yeah. to go, let me go look this dude up. Let me follow him for a little bit. Man. And that ultimately is what closes the deal weeks right. later, even months later. Yeah. And if so, you would have got caught up in, well, I don't have 10,000 followers yet, and I don't have this, and this is stupid. And then, right, this is all the stuff that's going on behind right. the scenes,
1: which makes this yeah. so uber important. This makes me think of two things. So, one, uh, I had somebody tell me the other day, I love using you and referring my clients to you because you're the same person on camera that you are in person. Yeah. And that was like the biggest compliment because I really don't want to feel like I'm a robot reading a script or, or yeah. getting in front of it and being fake because you don't yep. want to, nobody wants a relationship with that person. So who you see is what you get. And I think that's really important. If you struggle reading a script and you can't look like you're not reading, don't read a script. Yeah. Just turn on the thing and press record and go. Yep not a big deal. The other thing to touch on is I've had a parasocial relationship with an agent since June of last year, never wow. met her in person at all. And we were at a thing last week and I met her for the first time. She ran up, she gave me a big hug. She's like, it's so great to finally meet you. Yeah. And somebody else was like, "Hey, how do you know her? Like, she's kind of a big deal. I was like, I don't, we just met for the first time in person, but we've awesome. known each other for six yeah. You know, whatever that is, nine months now. Uh, that's pretty cool.
0: Bro, it, it's, it, it is so wild, right? Like, like yeah. you and I have still not met in person. No, that's but a But when we do, it is a shame. And we're going to, we'll, we're going to change that. When yeah. we do, it won't be some awkward, you know, handshake. It won't be, you know, hey, you know, tell me about this and tell me yeah. about, like, we will hang out as if we went to college together. Totally. Because we see more about each other's lives than I ever talked to my like, actual friends from high school about. Yeah, I know you better than I know them. Right. And I've actually known them for 20 something years. Yeah. That's this so is good. what we're doing with social. And this is what most of our industry still doesn't get. And they're just putting out crap content about the market. Yep. They're just sharing about a new loan product. They're just posting their numbers. And they're missing all of this opportunity to truly connect
1: and be relatable to people. Man, I still struggle with this even now. And it's a constant battle of, man, I need to be the mortgage guy. I'm not the mortgage guy. And so now I'm really trying to be intentional of sharing things that I just learned throughout the day. Like I've got one coming up about something one of my coaches said to me that he did 20 years ago. And I'm like, that's a great tip. People need to hear that. Yeah. And so just things that you pick along the way. That's what you want to share market updates. They can Google that. It's not a big deal. Yeah. 100%, bro.
0: What, what's the one thing that you'd love to end this with that, you know, you, you watch the industry do bad. It, it's cringe worthy, right? Is there something that like, when you see other lenders and realtors do, do this, you're just like, why are you doing this,
1: man? Oh, this is going to make me a villain. Come on. <laughs> so w- the, the biggest, the hardest thing for me to hear is when someone says, I do this part time mm. and I have another job and I get it. It's hard right now. It's, it's really hard to get enough traction right now to get a paycheck and to make it move forward. And to those people, I say, it's not a part time thing. You gotta decide yeah. if you're gonna do it because this if you wanna be well known and trusted and used and be a resource to whoever's going to use you, yeah. You can't be in one foot and then also doing retail on the other side, doing something else. Like this has to be your thing. Yeah. And so, so it's good. hard, it's hard for everybody. Keep going.
0: I will second the villain in you and, and hey. I agree. Yeah, it's huge. It's so bro. How, how do people find you? Where do, where do we find you on the socials?
1: A list lender on Instagram. Uh, That's really where I do everything. I started some YouTube long forms. The goal for the year. We'll get nice, Uh, but a list lender. You can look me up there on LinkedIn, Jonathan Angelo. I love it, bro, dude. I'm sorry. We had to do it
0: twice, but selfishly it's been fun seeing you again.
1: Hey, I'm so So, glad we did it again. I appreciate appreciate you, bro.
0: guys thanks for listening to another episode of social media mindset I i hate saying this but if you enjoy this content go review it wherever you listen share it show it to more people because here's the cool part they won't give me the credit for saying it they'll give you the credit for sharing it and so go be a sharer and we'll be back next week with a cool person with an even cooler story see ya Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.